Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. I'm very excited for today's topic, um, not because I'm particularly courting controversy, but sometimes it's important to put your thoughts down and, and uh, air them aloud. And I want to start with uh, a very, very quick quiz. It's going to sound a little darker than I want it to, but it's a quick quiz. Which gender is more likely to murder? Which gender is more likely to commit sexual assault? If you guess men, you were right. Men commit 96% of murders and 62% of sexual assaults, which was surprisingly low when I did my research, but still uh, a considerable majority. So is it unfair to assume that in general, when we're talking about murders, we are talking about men? No, it's not. It's a stereotype, but stereotypes have a basis in truth. The problem with stereotypes is not, is not that they don't have a basis in truth, but rather that they're not always true in every instance. For some reason, this is a very hard concept to grasp, or maybe it's just a hard concept to accept. If you told me that, on the whole, women were more nurturing than men, I would not be remotely surprised. I would not be offended, even though I consider myself nurturing as well. I look around my life and I see my mother and my sister and my wife and my female clients, and I conclude that, at least in my sphere, women tend to be more nurturing than men. That doesn't deny the existence of nurturing men, nor does it deny the existence of women who are not nurturing, women who are cold, unsympathetic, and Spock-like in their lack of emotion. But generally, when you think of people who are without empathy or social graces, you're probably thinking of a man. That's okay. That doesn't make you a sexist. Really, it doesn't. That was my big takeaway from the uproar with the Google Diversity Manifesto, which took a few days of our collective consciousness in the news cycle back in August. As a liberal, <clears throat> as a feminist, I completely understand the emotion and anger behind the backlash. I can see how one can conclude that this creates a hostile working environment for women with the implicit su suggestion that on the whole, women aren't as suited to programming as men. I can see why that's bothersome. I can even see why Google fired the author of its memo, uh, James Dalmore. But I also read the guy's memo in full. It was very carefully written. And it made a point, the point that I'm making here, to acknowledge that he was talking about a bell curve of populations, not every individual. And if Delmore was talking about an overall distribution of people, is it really so wrong to suggest that men and women are different? I would think that anyone with two eyes and life experience would acknowledge that. Quick, which gender's taller? If you don't have to spend too much time thinking about that, that's good. The average man in the United States is five foot nine. The average woman is five foot four. The existence of six feet tall women and five foot six men doesn't negate that on the whole, men are taller than women. This is not sexist, nor is it judgmental. It's as true as two plus two. So if men are in general more likely to be taller and to rape and murder more often, why is it unfathomable to think that men and different might be different on other levels as well? Uh, it can't just be, you know, men are different in only bad ways, <laughs> right? There, there has to, there, there's, a, there's a blend, right? And, and we have to be able to acknowledge this. According to Dr. Deborah So, 
who is a professor of sexual neuroscience, and I trust that more than I trust myself, from York University. She writes, of course differences exist at the individual level, and this doesn't mean environment plays no role in shaping us. But to claim that there are no differences between the sexes when looking at group averages, or that culture has a greater influence than biology, simply isn't true. In fact, research has shown that cultures with greater gender equity, right, have larger sex differences when it comes to job preferences, because in these societies, people are free to choose their occupations based on what they enjoy. Contrary to what detractors would have you believe, women are, on average, higher in neuroticism and agreeableness and lower in stress tolerance, which, again, I don't think would be a, a particular surprise if you just engaged in the world. Most women I know are more agreeable than men uh, in general. So when it's dangerous to acknowledge any biological differences, that might sound controversial, but it's not remotely surprising. Men have more testosterone, period. This shapes who they are. You could Google it, I did. <laughs> testosterone makes people more optimistic. That may explain why men ask women out of their, ask out women who are out of their league or are more likely to ask for raises. Testosterone makes people into bigger risk takers. That may explain why men cause wars and financial crises. Testosterone makes people more confident. Men with high testosterone are more assertive, control the conversation, and do better with women. Testosterone makes people more aggressive, dominant, and competitive. Imagine two people fighting on the playground, on the basketball court, in the boardroom. Who do you picture? Testosterone increases sex drive. That may explain why men leer more, flirt more, grope more, and rape more, despite the fact that women also have testosterone and a sex drive. These are all biological explanations for observable behavior. And I think it's healthy to understand the differences between men and women as a means of creating more compatible relationships, as opposed to acting as if men and women are identical apart from their private parts. So the original question of this podcast, are gender stereotypes true? The answer is that yes, in general, they're true. And no, they're never always true. The same way that men are in general taller than women and women are in general more nurturing, we can see lots of differences between populations for which there are many exceptions. But the truth is, you don't need a scientific study to illustrate how men and women are different and how they embody certain stereotypes. Forgive me if you've heard me say this before. I only have so much in my well. But when I was doing a retreat back in 2014, I asked a group of women to tell me what they didn't like about men. And this is what they told me. <clears throat> uh, I call this men behaving badly. You could call it what you like. Men... Connect physically before emotionally. They pursue, pursue, then they run hot and cold. They don't plan in advance. They're overly logical. They have fragile egos. They lie, they cheat. They don't know how to dress. They talk about and look at other women. They're narcissistic, they're selfish. They hit on you when you're not available. They offer friends with benefits. They're inflexible. They hide behind their kids or their work. They're inconsiderate. They don't listen. They're cheap. They're emotionally withholding. They like to receive affection but not give it. Everything is on their terms. They're controlling, rude, immature, poor social skills, no friends, bad in bed, sex addicted, superficial, cowardly, inhibited, and falsely represent themselves. Wow. 
<clears throat> now, again, this is a list made by women who came to a retreat on understanding men and finding love. And I said, hey, tell me what's wrong with men. That's what they came up with. I'd say that's a largely accurate representation of typical men that I've heard about from 15 years of coaching women. I'd also say that that list would be a very odd description of women. If I said, if I just read that list and said it wasn't about men, wouldn't you guess that that was about men? Which would lead us to believe that men and women are different and that there is some truth to stereotypes. And remember, this isn't inherently sexist to observe negative traits in either men or women. Because here's a list of adjectives that women said about other women. Again, this is a group of 16 women. I said, all right, what would you say about women? Their negative traits. Here's what they told me. Women behaving badly. They're batshit crazy. That was the first thing <laughs> that was, came almost with consensus. Overthink, overly emotional, high maintenance, clingy, anxious, demanding, difficult, complicated, expect men to be psychic, indirect, move fast emotionally, jealous, insecure, wordy, obsessive, controlling, competitive, bitchy, reactive, vain, superficial, perfectionist, unrealistic, overly romantic, scheduled, fanatic, princess, overplan, tease, flirtatious, critical. Now, you would never catch me making this list myself, but if you took this list to a bunch of women and men, you'd probably find validation that there's some truth in those stereotypes as well. Not every woman, not every man, not every time, not even close, <laughs> so don't argue that I'm saying that. This is why it's a stereotype and not a fixed destiny. We all have the capacity to defy our biology to some degree, and we are also victims of our biology to other degrees. If a guy is biologically designed to impregnate as many women as possible for his genes to survive, that doesn't mean he's bound to cheat. He can choose monogamy. On the other hand, if a guy wants to be a basketball player and he's five foot seven, the odds are really stacked against him, no matter how hard he tries. Biology is real, not a cultural conspiracy. We're not bound by it. We could challenge it. We could choose not to adhere to it. What we shouldn't do is deny it simply because we don't like what biology might say about us. That's not science. That's just sticking your head in the sand like an ostrich or covering your ears because you don't like what you're hearing. If you don't like the stereotypes of your gender, don't be like those stereotypes. But for God's sake, don't willfully deny that millions of other people are like those stereotypes. Drops the mic, exits the room. Thank you so much. Uh, this is the first uh, podcast I did with Zencaster. I wanted to get a better quality of sound. Uh, we're not putting this on, on YouTube anymore because uh, doing so was, was causing more technical troubles than we want. So I appreciate you sticking with me uh, uh, through the technical challenges that we face. I really appreciate it. Um, my name is Evan Mark Katz. This is Love You Podcast. Next week, I'm doing a live Q&A episode on how to deal with your ex. You will not want to miss that. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And best of all, I give away the most free dating and relationship advice on www.evanmarkkatz.com. Take the quiz that's there about your number one relationship challenge. It's right on the homepage. And I will help you get the love that you deserve. See you again next week on the Love You Podcast.